Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is, a brand new Friday edition, August 27th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. How about Sean Couturier signing an eight-year extension with an average annual value of $7.75 million for seven years of that deal with a full no-move clause, modified no-move clause in the final year of the deal. But Sean Couturier has been locked up by the Philadelphia Flyers for the foreseeable future, likely to remain a Flyer for the entirety of his career. Now, the thing with Couturier is this year, still one more year at that $4.3 million salary, one of the best value-based contracts in the league uh, for the last number of years. And Couturier, at 29 when this deal kicks in, going to take him until he's 37 years old and uh, a good deal for the team. The fact that it doesn't start with an eight is was shocking to me. Now, players do like to term. So he gets the eight years, and that maybe is what brings the number down below that $8 million range. And uh, it's a real palatable contract. And I thought it was interesting because in hearing Sean Couturier at the end of the season and his availability talk about extending with the Flyers, he he's, you know made it clear he wanted to stay here. This was a team that drafted him and all of those elements. But he also wanted to win. And it was kind of a wait-and-see approach from Sean Couturier, I guess, to see how this team was going to move forward after what was a very, very frustrating season. But ultimately, he's seen enough this offseason. He's excited for this coming season and the future. And he is now locked up as a member of the Philadelphia Flyers for the next nine years, this year included, and the eight-year extension. So congrats to him on the new contract. And congrats to Chuck Fletcher, who we'll hear from on Monday's episode of Flyers Daily to talk about that Sean Couturier contract, to talk about Travis Sanheim's contract, who will join us in just a moment, and all of the offseason moves that took place. So much has happened this offseason. You know, we looked at the list of what needed to happen this offseason, but we realistically looked at the list that, okay, there's a lot of items here that they need to check. How many of these can they check? We didn't think they could check all of them, and maybe they haven't checked all of the items of need. But they sure have checked a lot of boxes. And Chuck Fletcher has been precision-like a surgeon in this offseason. And again, we'll hear from him on Monday's episode. But let's get to our guest in this episode. He's got a new two-year contract. He has got some security for the next two years. And it'll take him right up to being an unrestricted free agent. It is Travis Sanheim who joins us now on Flyers Daily. Travis, how you doing? Not too bad. Yourself? Boy, the grin on your face. You look pleased that this is in the rear view. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it took a little bit of time, and uh, especially signing in August and getting close to the arbitration case. I think it was uh, happy on both sides to get it done with. Things get complicated as you kind of go through your NHL career, and when you become arbitration eligible, that's another part of the another variable that you haven't had to deal with. You had a scheduled hearing. How important was it for you to get that to come to an agreement before that hearing? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, obviously the arbitration kind of just sets a deadline, but uh, you know our relationship with with Philly and in the negotiations were good, and I think both sides you know felt that uh, we wanted to get something done, and um, you know that was something new for me. I think uh, just speaking with other people, speak with my agent and stuff, that uh, whole arbitration process can get ugly, and I think uh, both sides you know would like to avoid it if possible. When you look at the situation, this is going to walk you right up to to UFA status, which is you know, players want to get to, you know, to market as a UFA as quickly as possible. You're going to get there at the fastest route you possibly can. Um, but you got two years between now and then to even worry about that. 
Uh, when, when you look at it and you get this business part behind you, is it now – is the relief come from basically saying now I can just worry about hockey? Because there's enough to worry about with hockey. You don't need the business part bleeding in. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, you, you leave that for the offseason, and now it's uh, you know time to kick it into you know gear and uh, get ready for the season. And um, you know, we got a good group, and I think everyone's excited and uh, just ready to get back playing, uh, especially with how the last season ended. I think uh, guys are fired up about the season. What was your decompression period like to when the season ended? You know, to kind of kind of deal with it in a way. You almost want to like mourn it and move on and learn from it. What was that period like for you? Yeah, uh, you know, this past season was a lot. I think just uh, everything going on, we were playing pretty well every second night. Um, You know, we had the whole COVID spell and um, just a lot of variables that were going on um, the overall season with with how we played and how it ended. And, um, you know, I think it took a bit to to kind of uh, hit the reset button and uh, uh, kind of let it go. And, um, you know, now with uh, with the moves that have been made this offseason and uh, shifting our focus on to next season. Um, like I said before, I think there's a lot of excitement and a lot of reason to be excited, um, you know, looking into this season. When you were drafted back in 2014, I remember right after you were drafted, the Flyers had you in. You and I spoke at an intermission. You were just in town, I think, on a break in the dub um, at that time. And you've kind of gone through this now. You've been in the league now for, you know, in the NHL for a number of seasons since the 2017-18 season. What have you learned over over your time in the league? Because you've now played, you know, close to 300 games. Yeah, uh, crazy to think that. Uh, feels like just yesterday I was in Wells Fargo Center getting drafted. So, um, you know, this is, uh, I think I'm going into year five. So, um, you know, it's crazy to think that, uh, you know, it's, it's going by quick, but, uh no, I've learned a lot. Um, you know, I just thinking back to, you know, my first few games, first season, um, you know, the thought process of what I was thinking then to what I'm thinking now is just, you know, changed completely and how I see the game, how I, you know, view, you know, who I'm going up against and then how I'm playing certain situations. So, uh, you know, you learn as you go and, you know, I'm thinking, um, you know, as, as my career goes on, I'm only going to continue to learn and, and look back, you know, five years from now and, and, uh, you know, think about what I've what I've uh, gotten better at since that day. What, what's your off season kind of program been like? Uh, when did you get back on the ice? Um, how's it feel? And how's the how's the progress going towards training camp? Which is we're, we're getting ready to close out the month of August, if you can believe it. This time last year, it's weird. You guys were playing in the bubble, right? Now this time you're preparing for a season that feels a little more normal. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, you know with this with the playoffs going into July as well, um, shortened up the, the off season. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, flown by, but, uh, you know, I got back, um, you went on a vacation at the end of the year, um, got back, took a, you know, another week or two off and then jumped right into the gym and then started training. Uh, you know, I've been going off of, uh, you know, the flyer strength guys and talking to them lots and then going with their programs. So, um, that's been good for me. And as for skating, uh, you know, you try to, you know, really hit the reset and, and stay off as long as you can and uh, let your body heal. And, um, you know, especially when you, you play so many games in last season, like I said, we were playing pretty well every second night. So you try to get that break in. But, uh, you know, once July hits uh, or middle of July, um, you, know, you start kicking it up. And, um, you know, now I'm skating, you know, three, four times a week. Who, who are you working out with this summer? You're back in Manitoba, right? 
Yeah, I am. Yeah, no, but uh, I actually, uh, when the pandemic started, I actually built a, a home gym. So I've been, uh, you know, working out in, in my garage. I run off the flyers programs, talk to them daily and um, making sure that, uh, you know, I'm doing what's needed to, to be ready for the upcoming season. Any, any NHL guys you're skating with? Yeah, there's a few guys in the area. Um, you know, usually there's a quite, quite a bit more, but, uh, you know, this season, um, you know, we've been missing some guys, Calvert, uh, Matt Calvert retired and, yeah. um, you know, Ryan White is, is no longer, uh, is retired as well. And <laughs> Get the dog going, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, Pulak actually, because they went, uh, couple rounds in the playoffs he actually stuck around new york so he hasn't been back either so um you know there's there's still a few guys around um that i skate with but uh you know i i did go down to philly as well for for a week there um got to you know spend some time down there skated with them and uh did some training as well i i was listening we played your press conference on, on the last episode and there was and i commented on a few things that you said because i really enjoyed a couple of the things that you said and the one that really sticks out to me the most travis is you said you know there's a lot of change and chuck made a lot of changes this off season made moves that he thought would help the team and now you said it's incumbent upon you guys the players to go out and do it and do your job uh i love that attitude because i, I say this all the time Fans don't go to games to watch general managers manage, or they don't go to watch coaches coach. They go to watch players play. And for you guys, that's got to be the mentality of the whole group. Now, now it's, you know, the GM took care of the business of the offseason. Now we got to go out and make things happen and get it done. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, obviously no one was satisfied with how, um, you know, last year went and, and not making the playoffs. So, um, you know, just the moves that Chuck have made, has made, and, um, you know, there's been, a, a, you know, quite a few of them. Uh, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, that sends a message to us players that, uh, you know, that, that change was needed. And now, uh, now we need to take that next step as a group and, um, you know, show him that, uh, we're capable of, of, uh, you know, making the changes needed to, uh, to step up our game. I mean, um, you know, a lot of guys feel like they need to be better. And, uh, I think there's a lot of guys that are motivated coming into the season. I've compared defensive partners like to offensive linemen in football you have to work with the same group to have chemistry to know that that guy's doing his job you know where he's going to be without looking or thinking it's got to be run all on instinct because if you don't have time to think out there if you do you're in a lot of trouble you had a lot of different partners last year Phil for a good portion of the season but there was a lot of juggling um, that stability in partner is really important isn't it yeah for sure I think uh, especially as D-man I think uh, you're going back on pucks and uh, you got to be able to make a split second decision on how you're going to um, you know, break that puck out, how you're going to beat that, that four check, uh, whether they're, you know, right on you or coming in a little bit later and, and being able to read that. And um, I think having a partner that, you know, you know where he's going to be, where the outlets are, um, being able to communicate with them, where does he want you to be? Um, there's, there's so many different situations. And I think, each guy plays it differently. So, um, you know, you're not playing every situation the exact same. So sometimes when you're, you know, changing it up a lot, uh, you know, you, you tend to, you know, have a lot of miscommunication or, or errors on that end of it. And so I think, you know, being able to play with somebody that uh, you're familiar with and um, you understand their tendencies, uh, I think it makes, you know, your game a lot easier. Yeah, because I, I say it's, more of a chemistry thing than maybe for offensive players because you guys turn your back to the play 
Yeah. When you go back to get a puck, you turn your back to the play. So you have to really kind of instinctually know where, where your partner is and vice versa. When, you're, when your partner does that, you got to know where he wants you or he's got to know where you're going to be. So yeah. it's, I think it's just so hand in hand because, you know, a lot, a lot of players as forwards turn their back to the play like, like you guys do going back to get pucks. And that's such a big part of it at the NHL level. Um, you played with Phil for a long time. You played uh, in the AHL with Phil. I, I know that he's a good friend of yours. Uh, he's been sent to Nashville. Um, I, that's part of the business of hockey, unfortunately. But uh, what were your conversations like with Phil when he got moved? Yeah, um, obviously spent a ton of time with Phil, uh, whether it's development camps, the American League, and, and both kind of coming up, you know, similar times. You know, I was a year sooner, but uh, similar times and, and went on kind of similar path on, you know, having to go to the American League first and, and kind of earning our way to come up. And, um, you know, we've just, you know, built that relationship throughout uh, our career and uh, help each other out as much as we can. So, um, you know, obviously it was a tough day to see him be moved and, and uh um you know get traded but uh you know i spoke to phil and um you know i just told him that uh you know with with uh, the moves that were made you know i think he's going to get a really good opportunity in nashville and um you know that uh you know obviously i'm going to miss him but uh you know all the best and um you know i can't wait to, to play him and uh, be able to meet up and you know maybe catch up for for dinner or something you know before the game he's a freak athlete isn't he yeah, he's he's pretty insane. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what his body fat is, but uh, he's he's pretty, it's non-existent. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 you know the, he got this uh, just ability and freak athletic ability to get up and down the ice at his size, and yeah. you, you have that as well. I've comp- I, when you two were playing together, I, I said you two were like two gazelles covering the ice because <laughs> you guys are both big, long, rangy good stick and could skate like the wind. Um, let me ask you about some of the additions that came in, uh, guys like uh, like Ryan Ellis, who has been a warrior in this league for a long time. Um, he kind of maybe fills a little bit of that void of Matt Niskanen. They're different on and off the ice, but having that that kind of element, along with Keith Yandel too, a, a veteran D guy, in that defensive room can only help the group in total, can it? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, young guys, you know, we're not – so young anymore, but, uh, you know, we still have, uh, you know, we're still trying to gain that experience. And, and, uh, you know, I think to be able to learn from guys like that, that, uh, um, have that experience and, you know, Yans has played, you know, a thousand games and, um, you know, Ellis has, has uh, been around for a while and plays in all situations, plays in key moments in, in hockey games. And I think anytime you can add those to your, to your lineup, uh, you know, those are big additions and, uh, they're only going to help us us be better, and you know uh, I'm excited to to meet them and learn from them, and uh, you know be able to work with them. So you know it's interesting too. You guys are going to come back this year, and I know the the pandemic is still lingering, but you're gonna have fans in the building. Like you didn't get to experience the full blown fan experience. You saw it in the playoffs, right? You know you saw teams, you know south of the border, you know they not in Winnipeg and in Canada, unfortunately, but you saw it in Florida with Tampa and Florida in that opening series and, and the atmosphere that was, you know, for the, for the Islanders, how much are you looking forward to playing the game again in front of fans? Yeah, I think it's going to be huge. I think, uh, I think that's something that just getting back to some normalcy, like, uh, you know, it's been two years here where we've been, uh, you know, jamming games in and, um, you know, haven't had that, uh, you know, regular season where we get to play, you know, all the teams and, 
uh, get to see the fans, whether it's in our building or, you know, every other building, I think just in general, just having fans, I think everyone's excited about that. And, um, that's why we play. I mean, you know, our fans are some of the best in the league, if not the best. So, um, you know, we're excited to get back and, and, uh, you know, we're excited about our group too. So, you know, hopefully, um, with the combination, it's going to be a pretty good season. Uh, last thing for you. In the last episode, um, at the end of the episode, I did a little bit of a tribute to Jimmy Hayes. Uh, your teammate Kevin Hayes lost his brother. Um, and anybody that's got an older brother knows that bond. You follow your brother. He teaches you everything. You want to be your big brother. Um, and I said that it's going to be really important for you guys as a group, to, to, as brothers, hockey brothers, to Kevin, really come together and show him the love and support in a very difficult time. And Keith Yandel coming, one of his great friends, is by happenstance is a really good thing uh, how important is it for you guys to really rally around kevin yeah for sure i think uh you know obviously um it hit everyone hard i think uh you know when we heard the news and um you know we know kevin and uh what kind of teammate that he is for everyone else when when he needs when everyone needs him he's there for them so um you know we're going to do the same for him uh you know all of us come together and and uh you know, hopefully we can all get through this. Yeah, very difficult time indeed. Uh, Travis, congrats on the contract. I know you're going to be coming back to Philly here in a couple of weeks, getting ready, captain skates, and then right into training camp, preseason around the corner, and the season starting October 15th. It's not that far off. Thanks for doing this. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Everybody's really excited back here. I know you're in Manitoba, but everybody here is really excited about hockey season. I've been getting more chatter than, than any offseason that I can remember in the last couple of years. So that's a great thing. Fans are excited. I know you guys are excited and looking forward to this as well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Travis Sanheim for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Again, Monday, Chuck Fletcher will be our guest. Check that out in Monday's episode of Flyers Daily. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.